What's going on, Maximus? Uh, I see the mustache is back. Want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, the mu- mustache will never be gone. It's my thing now. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for it to curl like right up like that, and then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. When it gets too long, then it then it uh it has also downsides to it. When it's like this, what? there's no downsides. Oh, there's okay. only upsides. Oh, uh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm looking a little bit scruffy. I haven't had a haircut since England. Since I went to, before yeah. I went to you England. Lost, you lost the Manscaped sponsorship, so since then you've been looking a bit scruffy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I'm don't worry. I'm I'm meeting. I'm let, you know I'm letting everything grow out for. So I can have a badass haircut for the world. And you know what? With that said, let's drop that intro. Let's get to talking because we're going to be definitely talking about the world in this podcast. So let's drop that intro. Right, Max? As soon as I find it. There we go. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Lefty the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together to chat our city. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. indeed nitro is the glory but e-buggy pays the bills what's going on everybody i'm your host keena white aka left of the great over there is <clears throat> oh, oh, oh i got a frog in my throat <clears> throat> is uh the arrogant one with his ever luxurious mustache max Moore. what's up max nothing much just uh chilling getting ready it's for the world now i have a question uh is it Hot or cold in Finland right now? It's actually quite cold right now. It's gotten really? cold in like the last, like since last week, it's gotten cold. It was quite hot even last week. Yeah, then. yeah, because last week you were struggling and this week you have the yeah. infamous hoodie on. You have the hoodie, yeah. like your yeah, uniform back. Yeah. Homeless person yeah. uniform. Yeah, that's good. That's definitely good. Yeah, I know the homeless look is just what you love. So, you know, all good uh welcome welcome back max uh you've been busy doing your world's prep and all that stuff we're going to talk a little bit about that is that your dad in the background <laughs> that was funny <laughs> we just had like a random guy walk by he's still there is that yeah. your dad he's that's your dad yeah 
No. Or maybe I just never. I've never met oh. you, Dad, so I wouldn't know. Okay, we got a whole mm. bunch of Finnish talk. Uh, is that your imaginary brother, Rex? No, he's talking to me. Yo, I met. All right, okay. we are not going to edit that because that was pure fun and pure natural. <laughs> we are not editing that out. Anyway, Max, yeah. welcome back. Let me mute you for a while while I say all my thank yous. So, uh, obviously, we can't do it without you guys, the NNRC squad around the world. Thank you guys for all the support. We greatly appreciate that. Shout out to all the patrons of the podcast. You guys got early release of our guest this week. I'll tell you more about him in a second. Thank you guys for the extra support. If you wish to be a patron, you can. The link is in the written description of this podcast. Also, shout out to the awesome sponsors of this podcast. Remember, everybody, we have coupon link, coupon codes, affiliate links, everything in the written description of this podcast. If you guys can show the sponsor some love, it definitely shows the podcast some love, and we greatly appreciate it. They are InvisibleSpeed.net, TZO 200 Tires, TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, Beach RC, Mayako, Techno RC, RCGP, Papa Willy's Traction Tonic for all your traction needs, G-Spec RC Tuning for all your cabling needs. It's also got some tools and fluids as well. Sun Padal USA, thank you to Hefty for coming on last week. He was a great co-host last week for the 10 scale. That's, I have a confession to make as well, Max, that I will tell you in a minute. You can get all your race batteries from there. Racecraft USA, they got the wall jewel out. That looks pretty cool. I actually want to get one, two. Two would look good on my wall over there. So maybe I'm going to get one for, for finally. I'm going to get one from chasing those guys. But it's a cool looking. It's stainless steel. It looks great. I like it. Shout out to Clinic RC, House of RC, RC3 Raceway in Alabama. Shout out to our boys, David Ronafalk, Alex Rackberg, and Jared Tebow and their respective jobs. Thank you guys for all the support. We are ready to talk about RC. So, Max, our guest this week is Brian Baldo. I finally got to talk to him. Uh, he would not give me any hints about what the track looks like or even a sneak picture. So I was upset about that. But uh, it was a good chat with him. He learned a little bit. It's a short chat. Learn a little bit of history about Redavon, about those guys. And uh, yeah, I am super excited about this time next week. I should be almost to Alicante. No, well, not really because it's six hours behind. But you get what I'm saying. I'll be traveling. I'll get there. I'm excited. You're leaving next Friday. JQ's already left, you know, because he's driving. So he's going to Sweden. The world's just ramping up. Like, everybody's breaking in. Like, oh, breaking in my cars. Tebow just done, like, a whole. Check that out, too. Jared Tebow done a whole YouTube build of his techno uh, nitro buggy. Check that out. So, yeah, everybody's in world's prep. I'm breaking in. It's, 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 it's on. It's started. It's The excitement is in the air. Yeah, definitely. You sound about as excited as a deer in the headlights of a 80 mile per hour semi truck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not like excited, excited. I'm like, yeah, it's cool to go. But you haven't been to a big race in years now. I think your last big race was when? RCGP 2019? Uh, RCGP 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. haven't been to a big race in a long time. So I'll yeah, be excited. I haven't seen you since then. So the crew will be all there. What have you been up to? Have you been, you're building a new car and all that stuff. Are you, when are you going to break your car in this week? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be going, going to drive tomorrow and on the Sunday, uh, maybe Monday, depending on if it's going to rain or not. But 
yeah, pretty much, pretty much now, just testing the final things. Um, and uh, yeah, dialing in the car. And, uh, Anything? Yeah. I mean, uh, my you... my my car is really pretty much broken in at this point. Okay. So. So any any specific setup changes that you're doing for this? No, last time uh, when I ran my car, I ran the same setup when I ran what I ran in Finland, like the same exact car, and it worked okay. It wasn't perfect by any means, but it worked okay. And well, uh, definitely, it's a lot more practice sessions this time around too. Greg and I were talking about it. So yeah, yeah. So I think there's there's six. Practices. Yeah, it starts on Sunday then, practice. Yeah, yeah. That was the same like, in Vegas. It was, I think, six practice rounds and, right, and right, two right. seats and then six. Yeah, because Greg practice. goes, I've got my I've got my schedule. You better be ready for nine o'clock Sunday morning. I say, Greg, I will be ready. Relax. Yeah. The world uh, the world's in a sense is kind of a more of an endurance race than others. Because it's not that you sort of if you have a good speed you just drive and you're fastest and you win you have to keep that same speed up for three days of qualifying and then show up in the main too so it's much well, longer you have to, time you have you to have to make it to the main it. first too let's not forget yeah that. yeah that too like you don't even get straight to the main like yeah for europeans that's not that like different but for americans that's even yeah because even not used to the ladder format yeah yeah uh did you see my? Did, I know you didn't read it, but I, I wrote a novel of about the the worlds. I kind of just wanted to write something. It, what triggered it was Jeff Keaton's post, right? So I love that post because Jeff Jeff Keaton actually has the right attitude. I I need the, the American driver should have that attitude instead of the attitude of we're gonna lose or this is a European. Not that they, okay. Let me rewind it. I don't think they have the attitude of that they're gonna lose, but it's like oh. This is the European track, blah, blah, blah. You know, we heard that. We've heard that a lot. We've heard that narrative a lot. I think Jeff's right. The cream always rises to the top. And the fast American guy will be fast. And they should be confident. I think he's a little delusional about his aspects, about his 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 picks. But that's fine. That's fine. You know, this is the world is about supporting your country. So I think the world goes from, like, supporting your driver or your that you like to your brand to your country. You know what I mean? So it goes from, yeah, I want this driver to do well. Okay, maybe he didn't make the main. I just want the brand to do well. Okay, I want the brand to do well, but then it comes down to, then like when in the final, it's like, okay, I want an American to win or I want a European. You know what I mean? Because it's the, because then it's about country pride as well. Yes, there's pride in the driver and the, and the company, but yeah, that's how it kind of works out. So yeah, that was a funny post by Jeff. I, I, I like it because it kind of starts the world's talk and then I wrote that blog because I kind of wanted people to understand the history of this race and why it's so difficult, you know? And so I learned a lot. I just basically went on Wikipedia, found everything and just put it together. And then when I got to the worlds that I remember, I called, like I talked to Greg and Greg started telling me things about the world. So I filled that in. And then, you know, the other couple of worlds that I've seen, I was able to fill them in. So I just wanted people to have a timeline of the winners of, you know, uh, Who's won it the most? Like, I think Italy's won it the most. Or tied with Japan, maybe? I don't know. I just wrote it. Uh, and I, I kind of, because I, I know a lot of confusion can be about, oh, this guy's a world champion, this guy's a world champion. So, yeah, we have multiple different types of world champions in RC. 
but we only have a few. We only have, there are only a, a handful of people, well, more than a handful of people that have been uh, eight scale world champions. You know what I mean? So I kind of wanted to lay it out so people can have a good look at that, see what I'm talking about, see everything. Yeah. And when you really look at it, it's like, yeah, the Europeans and the Japanese dominated the worlds for a very long time. And then the Americans took over and like they were the favorites. They won. And Ty won. He was the last North American guy to win. And then, uh, yeah. And it's interesting, man. It's interesting to see the history of this event and why it's so difficult. Only one person's ever won this twice. Uh, we might see a consecutive winner with Angaro this weekend, this this world, or we can possibly see a repeat with Angaro, Ron Falk, Tessman, or Badier. I think that's the only four competitors that are world yeah. champions yeah yeah so, i mean king isn't coming right and so, uh, uh anyone so, before that isn't well the ghani might win <laughs> how could we forget the ghani yeah the, the, yeah. yeah uh right uh i i kind of wanted to, to stress that because i know like jared tiba is a world champion cavalier is a world champion and mayfield is a world champion but that's world champions in 10 scale and yeah. for me it's it goes like this i think it's eight scale 10 scale two wheel drive uh gt or whatever it's called gp maybe i think the you know that gp class because it's just so many so many people i think gp and two drive are the same but i really believe that nitro buggy is the upper echelon of rc racing just because how difficult it is to win that race so yeah. anyway uh speaking of that we have a lot of content planned for next week hopefully so hopefully so we'll drop a We'll drop another podcast last Friday. I'll be traveling next Friday, but I'll be traveling. That should be with Robert Badier. We're going to talk about, you know, Spain hosting the worlds with the, the, you know, just his thoughts going into this as well. Uh, I'm Mick Craddock. So this is how it also started. Remember Mick Craddock's blogs about his world experiences? He used to write them on Neo Buggy. <clears throat> oh, Do you yeah. remember this? So, yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought that was a rhetorical question, but yeah. I, no, I no, no. I was talking like, to you. Pay attention. Yeah. Come on, Max. Come on. <laughs> Keep up with me. Keep up with me. You're slow today. How are you letting the old guy get ahead of you? Uh, so, you know, Rick's been to a very, a bunch of worlds, right? So I kind of, I kind of wanted to find those blogs and repost them because Nia's done, but he found them. And then he goes, hey, why don't you, um, why don't we sit down and have a podcast about it? And I say, like, that would be a freaking great idea. So that's probably going to be like a three-hour podcast. That's just going to be me and Mick talking about the worlds. So I'm going to geek out on that. That will drop sometime next week. And we're hopefully going to do a live next Wednesday if everything coordinates. So I'll be our last live. Then I'm off to Spain on Thursday. Then we'll do some stuff next week, obviously. Well, the week in the worlds. So that is the plan for that. Also, real quick, I just wanted to say, excuse me. Thank you to my boy Jason Bucal of Arden Imprints. I'm doing an unboxing about this, but he got me some new hats. So I got his nice. So Jason actually got into racing because he found the podcast. He uh, was driving truck one day, found the podcast, listened to it, got into racing. We became friends. He ran JQ Racing. He's in racing now, but he um, he still flies helicopters. He's into helicopters. He used to be into that too. So we became friends, uh, you know, and we still chat from now and then. And I saw he opened up like a print shop. So he goes, hey, I, have to, I opened up a, a print shop called Ardent Imprints. And 
yeah, man, I like to do something for you. I was like, yeah, because I'm looking for hats. Like, I'm like, man, it's so hard to find nice hats to fit my big head. I don't want a fitted hat because I want something with the breathable mesh on the back as well. I like fitted hats, but they get hot. So it's like, let me see what you could do. I really like my race craft hat, the way it felt. So we went find the hats and it's like, I'm going to, he says, how many hats you need? I said, man, I just need one or two. He's like, no, how many hats you need? And he says, well, I need a high tech one. I need some NNRC ones. So he sent me like seven hats. This is the high tech hat. This is the gray one. Oh, that's fire in it. Only one of those, though. That's my personal. That is not going to the track. And he sent me a couple other hats. I actually have one for you and I have one for JQ. So okay. uh, you have to that's see my nice. unboxing video for that, huh? That's nice. Yeah, I, it was I don't really have nice. any NNRC merch. You need to bring me stickers too. I don't have an. Oh, I'm hoping Mao makes my stickers in time. But yeah. I, I thought it was really cool. Thank you, Jason. Uh, it's it's weird how you may touch people's lives. Like this dude was driving a semi truck down the road and happened upon the No Name RC podcast, and then he got back in racing. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, I'll leave Arden Prince. You can Arden Imprints. Sorry, I keep saying Prince. Arden Imprints. You can check them on Facebook or instagram we're probably we're going to talk about doing some things like i want to do some shirts with my logos and you know shirts with my slogans and maybe something different we'll see what happens so thank you for that i don't have all the hats but i really love this high tech hat that's good this is going to spain um a couple of quick announcements max and then we're going to go on to some rc news but before i do that i think uh we're going to pay some bills and we're going to pay some bills with TNR Fuels. Here at NNNRC, we're all about that glory, and the glory is nitro. TNR Fuels is the hottest nitro fuel on the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. The fuel is currently available throughout the USA and various hobby shops. If you're interested in supporting Chris or getting it in your shop or selling it, you can contact him at www. Visit them, sorry, on their website at www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris Nelson directly at Chris at TNR Fuels. Find or find them on House of RC or Facebook. Yeah, just hit them up on Facebook. Chris will always answer you. Thank you to TNR Fuels and their continued support. And uh, a few announcements I have to make here real quick, Max. Not announcements, but some good initiatives. We're going to take about 10 minutes to talk about this. So uh, my good friend, the Carmendis, it's a couple that race in the Southeast, Katie Carmendi and David. So Katie has a podcast called Race Like a Girl. And she's like vlog, podcast. They're like really positive. I want to call them RC activists because they're always doing something cool. They have this thing called the Future Stars of RC. So this is actually something that uh, they have combined with Beach RC. And so I'm going to read it out. So bear with me, people. You know, I'm horrible at reading stuff out. So the Future Stars of RC is presented by the Race Like a Girl podcast is a one-day racing event that aims to create a positive experience and support new racers in the hobby. Future Stars is an RC. Future Stars of RC is a non-profit event where 100% of the entry fees go to the track and any donations or product go to their racers. The purpose of this race is to bridge the gap between local pro drivers and novice racers. The race is formatted so the local pro drivers are providing driver coaching and mechanic help. This allows the novice racers to make a knowledgeable connection that they can ask questions without in intimidation that hopefully brings new cars back for more. So you can check out the Future Stars of RC website to see pictures and a better idea of the race. So this year will be their third annual Future Stars of RC race. They'll be holding it at Red Brush RC Track in Mount Airy, <clears throat> excuse me, 
North Carolina on September 24, 2022. The Race Like a Girl vlog, where vlog here will give a, so they have a vlog and all this stuff and you go to the website. So I'm just reading off this here. This year, they anticipate having well over 30 novice drivers and are hoping to have one pro driver coach for each novice driver. So when they say nov pro, they're talking about regional fast guys in that area. You know what I mean? In the Carolinas area, they'll come up and help yeah. these kids out with, um, you know, just coaching them. So one pro driver for each ra novice racer, we have been getting, they have been getting an average of 20 novice racers at some of the local club races. So they anticipate a higher turnout for the future stars of RC event. So what they've done is they've kind of partnership with Beach RC where they have this package that you can buy for $100. It's $125 value, but it's $100. And this package goes to a racer, one of these novice racers. So you go to Beach RC, you buy the package. This is how you donate to this. You go to Beach RC, you buy the package, and then that package then goes to the racer that's going to be enter this, one of the novice racers. So what the package includes, let's go with this. So you purchase one of these, there's 30 packages. You're helping a new racer get some much more needed useful items to help them on their way to the next level of the hobby. All orders will be delivered to the race and be handled and dispersed by Katie and Dave to these racers at the event. Here's what you'll be giving each one of these eager, excited, excited new racers. Any leftover kits will go, we'll be going to newcomers as we meet them on different tracks we frequent. So you get two Pro Circuit Hot Dice pre-mounted tires, one Ultimate RC tool bag, one Assault RC, Assault RC Revolver Series 17 millimeter wheel wrench, a full set of four RC D's nuts, double-sided serrated real nuts, and one BeachRC.com gift. This is a this was a great way to pay it forward for the next generation of RC racers and support a great a great organization. You will be given what normally would cost $125 of A to one lucky recipient for 100 bucks. So basically, if I had 100 extra bucks right now, I go buy this and then somebody one of these novice people will get it from Beach RC. So it's a great initiative. Uh Katie and these guys have been doing a lot of this type of positive stuff in the Carolinas. I know I went on about that, but I actually have something else to talk about too because I, I have to talk about these initiatives because they're good. And anything that's helping to get new people more comfortable at tracks, I am all about it, right? So if you want, check this out. Check out Future Stars of RC on Facebook. Check out their website and figure out how you can donate by getting one of these uh, these kits, these boxes. So Mark Santamaria, I was talking to him recently uh, because I really like what he's done. So he started like a MSN special spec class racing series so i believe this is going to take place over four tracks like in texas so it's going to be like september indy october at shores nova november at gold star and december they'll have a race at actual tracks headquarters on the cement so it's three different tracks it's packed dirt loose dirt carpet cement so the classes are spec three beginner drivers only this is the premier this is the premier class the reason why spec racing events so this is you know, all spec, spec two expert drivers intended for the seasoned racer who wants to grow the racing community and bring a friend. I believe these are team, like you have team driver teams. I'll have Mark want to talk more about this. Spec one is the cream of the crop, limited to 20 drivers, 10 teams, two drivers per team, just like real Formula One racing. This class is designed for the best racers at, with the deepest pocket. So I guess that's unlimited. So they had like a... um. Uh, podcast the other day, and I did touch in a little bit. Of it like they had 
They're going to have like tech and all that type of stuff. And especially for the spec ones, because they want to keep the cars as close to stock as possible or as stock as possible. And they says, our mission is to act as a stimulus to the RC racing community by introducing RC car racing to new racers in an affordable and fun and simple way. Mission two is to promote businesses earned by racers within our community. So the spec one class, each team has to be sponsored by like a non or an, a business of an RC racer. Do you get what I'm saying? So you may yeah. be a business earner. So they're going to, they want to promote the business earner or small business could be an RC business or whatever as well. Mission three is to bring seasoned professionals and beginner racers together to collaborate of tuning and driving strategies. So I like this idea, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. it's really good. I think I was talking to Mark a little bit about it. Mark's doing a cool video series about getting back to racing and learning how to race. And there's going to be some cool stuff coming up on that. I'm also probably going to have him on the podcast when I come back as well as the car Mandy's. So those are two good initiatives as well as another one that dropped right now as we're recording this because it's Friday, RC2, RCGP loves RC2, just dropped another great initiative to help people just be more comfortable, get more people involved in racing. So well done to Race Like a Girl, the Carmendis, and of course, well done to Mark Santorini and his wife, and the MSN Nation for all that they do, because that shit's awesome, in my opinion. My, very good. And hopefully, hopefully we see tracks follow suit as well. All right, Max, um, that was it. I know I went on for a little bit about that, but I kind of wanted to get those things out of her, out, because I think they're good. So now we're going to go on to some high-tech RC news. And this week's RC news is brought to you by Hightech RCD, who is a leader in RC systems delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by a dedicated customer service personnel. They have the HSB 938 1TH service, which have efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and metal cases. Hightech also introduces their new DB778WPs, low-profile 10-scale service meant for your on-road and off-road um, off applications. They are manufactured using their high technology that they have adapted over from the industrial service innovation and all that stuff to do with the industrial side of things. Also, don't forget about the RDX2 Pro Charger, which I've been using. Hopefully, me and my son are going out crawling this weekend. You can charge two battery packs at a time. That's a Bluetooth dongle that you connect to your phone. You can, you can do everything from your phone. Trust in high tech, your server and charger headquarters, and visit them at hightechrcd.com slash where to buy to find your nearest dealer. Thank you, high tech, for all your support. Please show them some love. All right, Max. You've been quiet. I don't know. We got to activate you. We got to activate you. Yeah, you've been, you've been rambling on, so... I've been I have. Led. I happen to I've do that, just... but I did finish my my rambles. Unlike JQ says, I did finish them. Yeah, yeah, you did, did. pretty okay. I am working better. I'm working on that. All right, Max. Uh, a few things in the news. I see Wally builds. He was telling me about this uh, when I was in Silver State. I still like Wally's. I like Wally. So they'll have like a private track, and he's opened up his Wally builds coaching sessions. I honestly think this is such a great idea. Like I thought when he first started doing this, this was a great idea. This is something that I think we're going to see in RC more like coach, like actual physical coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, yeah, I think Wally is good. I, I think like, I think we're going to see like Alden Bakers in RC. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, there will point. definitely be a time. And, and people like Adrian Bertin, 
that is kind of a big part of what they want to focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Verri being mechanic of Ongaro. Uh, and he Richard was Saxon? mechanic of, of Tortorici. Yeah, Saxton for Rivkin. Who was the, the mechanic of, of Tortorici? Uh, Verri. Uh, Ongaro's old mechanic, now being Butch's mechanic. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I like this idea. I think um, we're going to see... Like, I have this whole vision for Invisible Speed, too. Like, you know, talking with Joseph and the physical part of that, whenever it happens. So, it's going to be good. Congratulations, Wale. I hope he moved, too. So, he moved out of, like, SoCal, I think, a little bit up into the mountains. Got a nice track. He's going to offer, like, private training sessions at this track. That's good. That's good. 10 scale nuts, Max. We were 100%, 100% wrong about Rifkin and Mayfield. And Tessman, you was 100% wrong about Tessman because he was in the bees. Yeah, it was weird. Tessman and Mayfield was at a flip from their usual form. <laughs> in no, Mayfield isn't. Okay, he did make a few bees. He, for two years straight, I don't think he made even a 1A or something. I, he did. On one, he didn't make, yeah, he did make something. He did was, he was not, he was kind of lacking. But he yeah. mu he must but have I said, mean, yeah. Yeah. But now he was all right. And like, he almost won to a drive. Yeah. Did you see him t like that, that yeah, crash the on the straightaway? Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. And like, from the video, you can't even see who would have won. Like, no, I was trying to. I was trying. I couldn't see. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like I was told that like Ty Tasman got booed because he took out uh, Born a Crime in the B main. You know, Born a Crime was in the lead. Yeah, that's good. It was good. Uh, they had twin eleven-year-old uh, young boys that won one uh, stock stadium truck. That's freaking cool. Like a dyad in the force, twins. Yeah, those guys like must be able to read each other's brains when they're driving, like the Killicks. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Killicks tandem yeah. driving, they're so used to each other, like they can just predict where they're gonna drive. <clears throat> these boys must be, these kids must. Be. But it's good to see that. It's good to see the young kids doing well. Reinhardt wins ETS. By the way, if you guys want to learn a little bit more about the ten scale nationals, you can check. Is is Max frozen? Or is he sleeping? No, I'm. I'm. <laughs> it looks like he's sleeping. So uh, Hefty and I did a full ten scale nats recap. It's episode 203. It's actually pretty good. Thank you, Hefty, for your time. Reinhardt wins ETS, Max. Did you? You know, I didn't watch any of the ETS. I didn't watch any, but I watched results, and he was leading all the way in practices. Like, he was much faster than anyone else. Then, like, first round, like, kind of a sprump crap for TQ, but then Mark took the second and third one. And overall TQ and then just won the first and the second main. So he pretty much dominated. Like he was in control the whole time. So do like Coelho and these guys not go to these races? Uh I think X Ray has stopped participating in the Euro series. So really Ian ENS ETS or EOS. Right, because they don't run the, the nitro. Yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 stopped in ENS, the reason was that uh, Infinity is buying out the series, kind of. And then um, for e ETS, the reason is that Mark and Coelho don't really come along that well. And Mark's dad is the one who's sort of uh, leading the series. 
Oh, so, okay. So yeah, <laughs> and then a lot of politics for for off road. I think uh, when X Ray cheated and practiced at the track before the race, and then <clears throat> all the tire drama with Schumacher and uh, sort of X Ray and like like between the drama between Schumacher and X Ray, and then like yeah, I think uh, that's why they don't run the EOS. So X Ray is just not running anything anymore. Anything. <laughs> they didn't own, even run the own. um the eight scale. Like Bruno doesn't run Nitro anymore. I was told. Oh yeah, on Bruno road. stopped. Bruno stopped running Nitro on road. That's uh, a shame. So, so, but I think that's because of Infinity. So they they mm. think Infinity is sort of buying out the whole class. But it's kind of backwards. Bought... You would want to go beat them, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I guess they don't see it being worth the money because okay. they don't. There isn't much uh, customers, to be honest. All right, I get that. Uh, Boots wins the last round of the BRCA Nats and the overall round. So, and Sparks won the junior title. So, congratulations to Boots. I know he'd be happy about that. You know, not winning it last year probably pissed him off. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like. For him, it's a bit of a confidence booster, I think, because mm-hmm. he should be winning it. Really, he is the best racer out of you. Yeah, that's no doubt. Like Boots is the best. Yeah, you like we can say okay. Yeah, there's like it's weird because there's guys in the UK that are fast, like Skidmore's and all them guys. They can beat him yeah. in, in the UK, but when it comes to international, like Boots is just heads, it's just heads and shoulders above those guys, in my opinion. Oh yeah, there is no one who could be even close to beating Boots. Well, Skidmore's at some events. But mm-hmm. most they're events, really good at, yeah. at Montpellier. Yeah, but even their boots is good often too. So yeah. So this weekend, if you guys want to watch something, we have the Hearts GP. It's gonna be full broadcast on uh live, uh, live RC. Oh, sorry, RC Racing TV. They'll be there. It's a bank weekend or a bank holiday in, in England. So Monday, they'll be racing Sunday and Monday. You can follow that. I'll put up the links on the on the NNRC page and also we have the another great race that is the quebec classic at beggar race and i was looking at the track it's really good linseed i know you don't like it linseed oil track uh this is one of canada's bigger races they used to get a lot of international entries i don't know if they're going to get much this year but uh it's, it's good to see them racing again so good luck to all of those guys up there racing there and i think we have the tsoc uh race at badlands at where the rcgp is going to be so rcgp has opened up by the way i think it's 44 people so everybody can you please go sign up if you want to be a part of it i've had a few people complaining about the spec tires not complaining but asking why they went to spec tires in italy didn't they drop the spec tires in italy and why are they back to them i said well they went back to spec tires in the uk this is the one thing that i don't get why people don't like it but I think it comes down to people are used to just putting on that fast tire and going faster. You know what I mean? So when you put everything together and everybody's on the same tire, it just makes everything even. Even, even, Steven. And that's why I like it. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it gets about 80 to 90 entries and we do that as well. Max, so I have a little gossip. A little gossip. You know, gossip. it's... 
We're coming to the end of the end. Of, I don't know. I don't know. If it's gossip, but it's definitely peaking my silly season spidey sense. So I see that Merlin Depta. I don't know. Have any idea who he is? You probably know who he is because he's European. Has left Serpent or is not with Serpent anymore after 17 years. Do you, who's this guy? Is he, is he an on-road racer? Merlin Depta? I haven't, no clue. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, he's out. 17 years Serpent. We had a Billy Easton sighting at the Nationals. I haven't seen or heard from Billy Easton since probably the 2018 Worlds in Australia. And he's at the 10 scale Nationals in the, B, in the D main. I think Billy Easton's a vampire too, because it's like 40 something and he still looks young. But yeah, and then he's rocking the serpent thing. And so like me and my buddies were talking like, what's going on with serpent? Like guys are leaving. Billy Easton's out racing 10 scale in the D main. Is he looking for a job? What's going on with serpent? Have you heard anything? Because like serpent in America is kind of non-existent. I don't know how the onward scene is, but the off-road scene, there's a couple guys running the car. The car is good. Like we're not going to dispute that the car isn't good. Quality is good, all that stuff. But is the, is the, are we seeing the writing on the wall for her? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I don't think they have. They have like distributors around the world, and then the distributors have team drivers that get free parts from Serpent. But I don't know if they get travel. They don't at least they don't have any factory drivers. Mm. So. I don't really know if they just think they can keep going like this with just their like their brand, like just to have good distribution and just have the Serpent brand. Like if that's they think that's enough, I don't know. But mm. it looks like that's what they are trying to go with. Almost like Mugen, but Mugen have uh, the reputation. Mugen have rep well, they have more. I mean, Serpent has reputation too on on road side, mm -hmm. but uh, Mugen. Mugen sort of has the pro still. Like they have at least one pro in all classes who can win. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Which is weird seeing Billy at a race and you haven't seen him at. I don't know if he's been racing in Florida. Maybe some people will know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to follow the development of that as well as we go. I know like in Sweden, there's a good bit of uh, serpent drivers in the UK, but I don't know <clears throat> on a worldwide thing. All right, Max. Um, I think that's it. I think we're going to go into our Beach RC questions. I don't have anything to add to that. I didn't look at the news this morning, to be honest. Uh, yeah, so let's go on to the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Yes, thank you to Brent and Lucas and all those guys at BeachRC for the continued support. Uh, Lucas just dropped a, a, a bat unboxing video of the Losi mud truck. He wasn't too happy about it. And guys, put that truck to the ringer. Check that out on YouTube. Uh, and thank you to Brent for his support. I'll see him next week, well, in the following week at the Worlds. 
uh yeah and we have an affiliate link for that people if you guys can use that it really helps we get a little slice helps us out it's in the written description of that podcast and thank you to everybody that sent in questions uh we're gonna answer them as fast as we can so max um all right so this is we're gonna do instagram questions first because this is from jarmo i know this is my boy up in the northeast what's up man how you doing jared could you guys touch on how you organize your gear when going to races, specifically how you pack and organize spare parts that you want to bring to the track? Do you just throw everything in an OGO or do you try to group parts together in smaller containers? For example, all suspension parts together, arms and other plastics, et cetera. Thanks. That would be you, Max. How do you organize your parts and stuff? You like yeah. your red boxes. I don't have red boxes anymore. I have the, I just have like plastic boxes where I have parts. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do like segments, like, like if I know I, I'll be doing a diff, I don't have to reach for five or six different boxes. Uh, if I need to change like our drives and stuff, I just have all that stuff in the same one. And uh, yeah. And then I just uh, have enough boxes for everything and enough spares and put it in my audio yeah and I, I always always if you're flying people if you're flying just carry one if you're gonna take two bags just carry one audio bag you don't need to you literally will by by eliminating one audio bag and getting one of those walmart plastic suitcases that i have that i bought five years ago and still going strong and it's seven and a half pounds less than an OGO bag. I know traveling in America isn't too big of a deal because you can go over, I think, like on Southwest, I don't have any limits on, on your luggage weight. But when you're traveling like internationally, it's a big thing. You have to worry about it. So yeah, uh, the OGO bag is good for going to the track, but not the best for traveling, like in my opinion, because you can't carry too much. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of weight. So like in the Walmart bag, I would carry my clothes, whatever, tires, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because you can put all the yeah. heavy stuff in there. All right. Next question from Minigolf. Could Max possibly highlight a few of the differences between the different manufacturer air boots? He has mentioned the Kyosho filter provides the most power, but what about, but how about what boot is best for fuel mileage? Hmm. Interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. So... Kyosho and I think X-Ray, maybe Techno too, they have this boot where uh, uh, the inlet is much bigger than the uh, sort of end at the Venturi. So it gets mm. a lot more air. and uh, Like a funnel. Air, air, yeah, it's like a funnel. So the air goes faster into the engine to get more, more power that way. But the better mileage is a longer inlet and that's uh, narrower. So low C, I think AE, I think HB even is that that style. Um, maybe even Serpent. A lot of a lot of um, brands have that style where it's like a narrow, longer uh, tube to the air filter, and that's what saves fuel. Hey. I have been into nitro buggy racing for 20 plus years and never even thought of that. First time I ever yeah. heard that. First yeah. time. That was a great question. I just learned something. That would be why the Kyosho filter is so big too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Blind blown. My, I, I'm in a, I, I should be ashamed of myself. should be ashamed of myself. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. All right. Moving on. Facebook crashes. Nathan Genda with all or agenda. With all these pro-line sponsor races and INSJ concepts races, why don't we see competing manufacturers send their drivers to duke it out? I mean, I think it's like the J concepts races are more to take like the J concepts guys to that track and put on a show, I think, for the regional guys there, I would say. Or- yeah, yeah, I think that's that's what they're trying to do. Like, to promote Jane Concepts, and that's why they have the race there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it all it, in the end, it just comes down to working together and money. That's why the reasons why stuff mm-hmm. is happening mm-hmm. or isn't mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> uh, on tires, I forgot to say this, but I did see this this morning that AKA has come up with a new compound yeah, and a new tire, cool. by the way. Uh, now you've done it. Now you've done it. Let me bring it up on Live RC, and I'll get back to you. Uh, Joe Jenkins, I just want to know where ProTech RC came from. When I left sport around 2009 or 2010, I swear I had never heard of that company. Now it seems like they literally make everything, and from my understanding, quite quality. I just came back into the sport in March of this year. I don't see anything about Nova Rossi engines, RB engines, or Pico, or Serial anymore. These were some of the top brands when I was racing eight scale on red. I said, oh man, you got a big, cult. I put this in the comments. You got a big culture shock. Great question though. Um, yeah, man. Evolution, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. ProTech is A-Main's brand and A-Main is the biggest hobby shop, online hobby shop probably in RC. Yeah. I think what A-Main pretty much did is they sell sold pretty much every single brand and they from customer reports and them having their own team drivers they knew sort of what brands were the best (laughs) so what they did was they they knew obviously who manufactured them because they were most most likely in touch with all of the uh, suppliers like with they knew where Orion made their batteries, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, so on. So that way they could contact the the factory factories that the products were made in themselves, and then sell products that they knew were going to be good. Um, and even the engines, those are um, bought from OS and those OS OS based engines. So yeah, yeah. I, I think and, what they've done. Yeah, and then I mean, let's be honest. In the last, he he said he left in twenty nine in two thousand nine. So that's what thirteen years ago. Yeah, and thirteen years, like Nova Rossi's coming back out though. I see that Nova is still Nova Rossi. Yeah. Um, Serio is that like um aren't those like the performer based engines? It's a Serio based. Uh, yeah, I think that's the same as what perform would be, but and Pico yeah, is still Sirio around. Itself. Pico is still around, but mostly in Europe and Central Europe only. Um, and um, what was the one? What he said? Uh, let's see. 
RB, um, I think. RB, yeah. yeah They're still RB around. Is gone. No, but Rodi is still around. Oh, RB. What's that? Rodi Rome isn't. No, that's not RB. I keep getting him like mixed up. That's Rodi Engines. Is Rodi Rome? He's an oh, engine no, modifier, right? Different. But but right. Uh, I think. Can I run them? RB engines, right? Isn't that what they're called? Yeah, RB was like WS. RB was probably before your time. Yeah, it was like when I started, those were kind of going away. Yeah. But Ruffalo won the Euro with an RB car, RB or like uh, servos, RB radio. <laughs> he had everything was RB, even the oh like the engine, car, yeah, yeah, tires, yeah, yeah. I remember that. everything like tires, like, and then then he had those like RB shocks. Really, RB shocks? Yeah, but they had like a whole, the whole car. car. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like uh, RB had this uh, active uh, shock system. Really? Um, yeah. So it was. Yeah, but I would just yeah. say all of that. I think also like the big shift to everybody just wants OS based engines. Oh, you know, and then it, and then at one time it was just OS and and Reds. You know, for a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Yeah, it's just called evolutions, man. Evolution. When you go out and you come back, like a lot of those companies are just going because RC is just too small, you know, racing. Yeah. So uh, it just, you know, it's just sometimes. And then a lot's changed in the industry since 2009. So, you know, a lot like the sponsorship kind of thing, I want to say kind of was just ramping up around that time, maybe, maybe, maybe a few years before that. But still, like in 2019, I don't think it was that easy to to just go out and become a, um, you know, be a sponsor driver. So lots of things have changed, man. Lots of things have changed, Joe. Lots of things have changed in RC, my friend. All right, next question. Okay, so we will answer. Oh, Mike Driscoll, what's up, good buddy? When, he wants to know from you, Max, when would you use the upper arms on the Mayako and when would you use the links? Yeah, so this is a pretty easy one. Basically, every time you go to a new track, you should start with links, because if your setup is a bit off, it's a little bit more forgiving. But mm -hmm. when you have dialed in your setup, if the track is smooth enough, where there's not bumps and the grip is consistent enough, where you can use it sort of, and you know the limits of it, um, that's when you should drive drive uh, the upper arm. But if the grip is inconsistent, um, it's a bit bumpy, especially if it's lower speed and bumpy. Um, and uh, yeah, that's yeah, when you, want, you the want the links. And you, you get a little bit more forgiveness. Yeah, so like Nemo, you want you want upper arms because... Yeah, maybe. But if it's too slippery, then you should you could be better off with links. But it, it depends. Because if sometimes it's too it's slippery, just, it, Neo. No, no, no. Sorry, Nemo. I said. Oh, Nemo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Upper arms with Nemo. Nemo, Nemo. My mistake. Yeah, was, your fault. Yeah. My mistake. I'm still trying to find these tires. I know I didn't imagine this. I know I didn't imagine this. I know I didn't. All right. Next question is. We don't have too many questions left. Benjamin James, if Cavalier Mayfield pull off the win, become, become I believe, the second person with an eighth skill, an eighth offer at a tenth offer at world title, 
Will that put them in the Masami echelon and in discussion for the greatest driver of all time? I have Cavallari as and May- Mayfield above Masami, to be honest. People can Both? get upset at that. Yeah. No. I think Cavallari but won his titles. I think, listen, listen. I think there are more people, actually. Like I, I saw this comment, but I think like Masami, Masami hasn't won 8-scale off-road. I think Mark Pavidis has won 8-scale off-road and 10-scale and ten off-road. On-road. Is he the only one? Yeah, I think so. He's won okay. on-road too. Yeah, he has on road, off road, and then age scale off road. So he's yeah. he's pretty like he has been <laughs> badass. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to detract from Masami. I think he was great in his time. He was also in a time when you had to get better equipment. You know what I mean? So it's a different, yeah. a different. Yeah. Uh, Cav and those guys were kind of at the tail end of that. I want to say where you had to have, you know, they were still they did what in the time where you had to have better equipment and like yeah i think i think i think cav got most of his world championships in the sort of i'd say the the sort of um when 10 scale wasn't that big okay okay because i think 10 scale wasn't the biggest was biggest like end of 90s and then like 2000 it slowed down right right so when it had that low yeah, but I mean, he's got four reading titles. Like recent, like he had a reading title. Like in the time where Ten Scale's been big again, and yeah. Mayfield, he may not have the championship titles, but we can't. And you have to throw Tebow in there too, man. Like, come, like, I'm sorry, like these guys are good. Like, yeah, Tebow, Tebow has TQ'd like the, at least two worlds. But I, I think it could be more. No, I, I think chess too, but two eight scale worlds. And then he's TQ tool drive worlds twice, I think. He has a lots of worlds TQs, but I think two wins. I think he has three or four world actual has, worlds wins. He has at least one in tool drive and at least one in four drive, but he could have two in four drive. I think I think he has more. I should know this stuff. We should, I, I forget, it's amazing how you forget all this stuff. But yeah, um, to that extent, uh, it's it's hard. Like I have Cavallari as one of the best. We're not taking away from Masami, but he was. It's different eras. I think you can't. It's hard to judge these. Like the, the Cavallari that I'm thinking of isn't the same Cavallari as now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's it's different. It's just a little bit different, in my opinion. It's hard to say. Like one of the greatest of all time probably isn't even racing yet, you know. But everybody keeps going back to Masami because of the titles. But we have to put a that was also a different era, a different time. Technology was different, and technology is, made a, a big change, the big difference. Is anyone even close to the amount of world titles to Masami? I don't think I don't so. Think, I don't think I, I can check, but I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. He won a, a shit ton, that's for sure. <clears throat> I'm not taking away from his legacy. I'm just saying, you know, it's a different, 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 different thing. All right. We're going to go on to some Discord questions. One is from Axel Owen. In a long pro main with an abrasive track where the tire degradation could be almost bald by the end of the race, what do you think the time difference would be if you could quickly change tires three-quarter through the race? Has anyone tried this? Like gluing the nuts on the wheels and using an electric impact driver? Or are or are there effort rules about having the same 
tires start to finish, a situation where you could use a softer compound with better grip versus a harder compound that lasts longer or has, or has the long wear compound negated this issue completely? I think, you know what I think? I think if you're in a track that eats tires that fast, ball tires are going to work too. Because we saw that yeah. at RCGP. Yeah, that that's one. And two is that you don't really like to lose, let's say a normal fuel stop, you lose six seconds. Mm -hmm. That's like an average fuel stop at any track. Mm -hmm. And then you add to that that you do a fuel stop and then on top you change tires. So that's at least another 10 seconds. So 10 seconds is like if you do a five minute run, that's a second a lap pretty much. Yeah. And they do it in on road though. They do do it in on road. And... They do do it on road, but that's because. The tire gets slow, more slow than the time it takes to change it. But in off road, you never yeah, get. You, you don't. You don't never. You have. You can't get into a situation where your tire is over a second slower per lap than a, a good tire. On like it's very rare that you get that. And even if you got to that, the stop would still have to be really really fast mm -hmm. that you could even get equal so yeah i think that's why you won't have it if if there ever was someone who figured out the way to have let's say the one that they have in um, 10 scale um what you call it no no in 10 scale they have nuts but in 8 gas scale truck. they have this this uh clip mm -hmm. system so i have it on my gas the, truck back there yeah so if you had the clip on an eight scale buggy then you could probably do it like you fill the car up you take the tires out put them back put new ones back on and you'd probably get like five seconds more on the regular fuel stop so five seconds is enough where it, let's imagine it's an hour long main you have to only catch like what 1.5 seconds per 10 minutes so that's not a lot at all. So if you can get the time yeah, it's just added, too much time lost. the tires, yeah. But like you have, it has to be so that it's you gain more than half a second by changing tires because you can run a softer compound or whatever. And like it has to be pretty much that it's super cold, and it's a very abrasive surface. And then when they get slicks, it's really slippery. That's basically the only situation where uh, you would like to have a, a tire change. Yeah, because <clears throat> at RCGP in South Carolina, those, those tires were like impacts almost. Yeah. When they went, when they came off that track, they were bald. And I yeah. thought that I thought that the tire was the best when they were bald because that track just had so much traction in the line. Obviously, once you get off the line, it's impossible. But I think these tracks develop such traction in these lines that at some point throughout our hour-long main, like you just, you, I, I think it's more the not we're not a, the the body of the tire. You know what I mean? The tire gets too yeah. soft and hot and all that type of stuff and gets greasy. If you can control that, 
as long as you still is not too hot. You know what I mean by that? Like when a tire gets too hot and it starts, you know, like too flimsy and it starts tripping over its sidewall and all that type of stuff. That's yeah. when it becomes a problem if you have a track like that. But if you can still have the ball tire and that tire is still not getting hot and still kind of just, you know, maintaining its, its, its structural, what's the word I'm looking for? Reliability, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It would just be too much trouble. Like the 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 gas trucks had it because they used to change out the rear tires, and it was just a quick little yeah. system. But it's fast. But I just think to change all four on a, an eight scale without some sort of quick change system, like people are just gonna stay out yeah. on the tires, and you lose. Like unless everybody, I would unless you make it a rule that everybody has to change tires. Yeah, you know, at some but point. I, I think I think. You, if, if you have a quick change system, I think if you have that, then <laughs> there could be a situation where it's actually faster. At least, yeah. there could be more of those occurrences where it might, yeah, be like you said, if you can change that, it that's pit stops becomes 11 seconds, yeah, you know, but that would be a super geez, so you'd have to be like, that would that would take. Yeah, I but would, imagine, imagine like you, you can just It'd take two hands, two hands, pop it, and then put it back on. Yeah, some people can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you don't have that luxury. But I mean, that would make it more exciting. But I would, I would think it would have to be mandatory. No, I don't think so because it just needs to be fast enough, and the tire wear just needs to be like high enough and sort of the conditions matching it then then it will be people will do it okay. i could i could i could i could uh i could do that i could see that all right next question is our last question it's from tony bullet he wants to know he puts up some he, he puts up some pictures of boots from the recent uh and t pro sorry t pro from the recent um brca nets he goes Because why so why are some sometimes pro drivers sign with one brand and use another big events like the EC electric? Well, like this. So I've had this, I've had this question come up a few times. So I'm I'm assuming like T Pro is announcing that boots one, but he was using something else. You know, no big surprise there. So with I think the easiest way to explain with this, when Ryan, this is how I explain it. When Ryan Mayfield and J Concepts first started. Jason Renner bought all of, it didn't matter what tire was needed at a race, Mayfield would have it because Renner would buy it because they are still developing their tires. In fact, there's there's this infamous, it's down now, but there's an infamous 5150 video of the Hot Rod Hobbies. It might be back up where you see Corey Drakenberg kind of saying, oh yeah, don't forget to send Proline that check to Mayfield after he won, right? So that's what, I think it was 2014 maybe that happened, something like yeah. that. So there are clauses in these in these situations. Now to say to see Mayfield running a different tire nowadays, yeah, that'd be like, oof, you know, like wow. Because J Concepts is a very established brand now. We're talking about when they first started. Yeah. So T Pro, sorry, T Pro, uh Raw Speed. I know when Raw Speed did they did the same thing, like Cav could. He had a clause like if Ross Speed didn't have a tire that worked, he could use whatever tire that was there, and that Ross Speed would buy them, right? When these tires are developing, when these companies are developing tires like this, these drivers usually have a lot of leeway on what they can use. So if T Pro knows they don't have a tire that works here, 
it's more important that he wins. Also, I think in this case, the chassis manufacturer is more important. Yeah, yeah. I think T Pro is special. Like you don't really even have to explain T Pro because, like, yeah, it's pretty much S Works and T Pro is the same mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like they just have boots running t pro which means that s works is paying for his tires and t pro is just a brand because if if t pro works they'll run t pro and if mm -hmm. it doesn't he can run whatever so yeah now a more nefarious incident of this would be two incidents i would say would be the <clears throat> when martin when x-ray made martin our buyer not run was it not run Drop AK and run Pro Line at the 2014 Worlds, was it that? Um, well, I think he made his own decision, but right, but I'll, okay, okay. But yeah, he ran Pro Line in the main. He was an AK driver. And then fast forward a three years, and Ty Tasman was an actual driver, and yeah. the the Neo buggy, Neo race incident yeah. where he won, ran J Concepts tires. No, yeah. that was like super taboo because like Prolong, like two weeks before that, like released this announcement. And um, yeah, I remember JQ getting in so much trouble for relieving, relieving that. Like the guy who yeah. reported the trouble got in more trouble than the guy that actually did it. Yeah. And I think since then, that whole thing's kind of died on. Like, but like, I don't think you'll see like Mayfield running a different tire. I mean, you might at this world if they can't find nothing that works. But I, I'm pretty sure J Concepts has made a tire for this race. So yeah, and it's just it's just kind of how it is. Like so, T Pro can say they're developing tires. I would say yeah, they're developing tires, and they'll probably have a tire very similar to that coming out eventually. They're developing their tire lines, and that's how it goes for now. So they have this clause. I think it's the same with with um Kness because he's on T Pro right as well. Yeah, he's on T Pro. Yeah. So it, it just yeah, is I what think, it is. I think it's just S-Works. Like, imagine Boots had still a pro line, and at mm. some track, pro line didn't work. So then S-Works would look bad because Boots uh, drive, has to drive pro line. But now when it's T-Pro, mm -hmm. the car doesn't have to look bad because of the tire, because he can always choose the best tire. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, Basically, that's these guys got an open tire contract. Yeah. But still have some regulations. Now, whereas Ronafalk yeah. has a fully open tire, pro like he doesn't get paid by the tire. He yeah. refuses a paycheck to run the battle tire. Big difference there. Yeah. So it just is what it is. It is what it is. I don't think you would like see that from any of the, like, you wouldn't. I mean, you may, like, I know, like, at, I know, like, when Hot Race was still, like, still. Uh, trying to find an indoor, good indoor tire. Like Curl would use, I, I was told that Curl used J Concepts tires or hot race drivers would have to use, like, you know, when they had a very limited, like for those indoor yeah. races, like those race time events. So it's, I, I would rather have it out in the open than trying to hide it. Like, you know, just say, hey, look, I, you didn't have the tire, we had to use this. You know what I mean? Or make yeah. it spec tire. Then you don't have to worry about that. Uh, all right. I think that's it, dude. I think that's all of the questions that we have. Um, thank you everybody for the questions. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Beach RC and Brent for their continued support. We greatly appreciate that. 
Uh, remember, everybody, there are affiliate links that you can use. Please, if you can use that, it helps us out a lot. It gives us a little slice. Max, I'm going to go over to the interview with Brian Baldo, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this video that launched this week and look at a few drivers before the worlds and then wrap it up. All right. So I'll see you back in a minute. And thank you to Techno RC for bringing us the Techno RC main interview of RC Redavon owner, one of the owners of the Redavon track, uh, Brian Baldo. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC, excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. Uh, joining me this week in the virtual studio is uh, Brian Baldo. What's up, Brian? What's your full name? Like, tell me your full Spanish name. Yeah, my full Spanish name is Brian Baldo. My mother decided to put me that name for one TV program she likes, and he de she decided to, to put me the name. What, Baldo or Brian? Brian, Brian Baldo. Is but you there. have a Cecilia as well, right? Yeah, this is the second surname in Spain because, you know, in Spain, it's only not, normally in, in the rest of the world, you have your, your name, your main mm -hmm. name. And the second name, and in Spain, we have two second names. Yeah, like my son and my daughter, they have two second names. They have my, my last name and my wife's last name. But if you guys don't know who this gentleman is, he is Brian Baldo. He is one half of the Baldo brothers, his other brother, Oscar. Uh, they own the Redavon track in, it's in, it's Redavon, right? The actual, yes. yeah, Redavon, Spain, which will be holding the 2022 IFMAR World Championships for Nitro Buggy. I've dubbed this, and I think everybody is kind of hyped up about this, probably one of the most important and epic and most competitive worlds we've probably had because it's a lot of competition on what I think is, for me personally, like one of the, I've never been there. I've never been to the track, but I've just watched videos. I've streamed it. It's been a track I've always wanted to come to, what I consider to be the biggest and like, most badass track we have in RC, which is Redavon. So um, these these brothers have been racing for quite a long time. They are going to be the first Spanish. This is going to be the first Spanish off-road eight-scale buggy nationals, correct? I mean, worlds. Yeah, it's the first worlds in Spain since mm -hmm. the is making, and um, the first in Europe since 2014, I think. Yes, the will be in Italy. It's uh, it's strange that Spain has not held a nitro buggy world so far. It's strange, but mm, never have any people that have the motivation to make one world in Spain because you know make one world is super difficult. You you need a lot of money. You need a, a lot of people, a lot of work, and normally the tracks in Spain is not too much bigger, too much um, like. Not like Redmond, but the problem is don't have a big challenging track in Spain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, track mm -hmm. in Spain is, is good because we have a lot of good track in Spain, like Fuencarral or another ones. But uh, the problem is make one world needs a, 
a lot of things, not only the track. A facility. It needs a good yeah. facility and you good need- people behind it. Yeah, the people behind, the, the, the facility to have people behind. If, for example, you have any problem during the week, have the, the facility to share that problem, the solution, as soon as possible. It's not only have the, the, the good track, it's all the facilities and all things that include in May One World. Oh, I, I agree. I know because I see what RCGP demands, what they want from a track. And I've seen, it's it's not just, like I try to tell people, it's not just about the actual track. The facility has to be up to par because every, there's a lot of, interna- this is all international drivers. You know, a lot of people are flying in. They don't have tables. They don't have chairs, no compressors, all that stuff. So uh, you guys, from what I've been told, you guys have a very impressive facility. But let's tell the world a little bit about you and your brother. So you guys have been racing for quite a long, who's the older, you or Oscar? Me older, I have 30 years. Oscar okay. has 25 now. Okay, so you uh, guys are still young. Small, yeah. Somewhat yeah. young. Uh, how did RC start for you? You told me that your dad raced or had a track. Practically, since I was, since I born, I'm in one radio control car track because my, when I born, my father is running with, with cars. And since I have eight months, I'm in one track. Really? So you have, your dad used to race. Did he used to race uh, off-road only or did he race everything? Off-road. Always off-road. We try sometimes asphalt. I like, but I feel more more fun in the, in the off-road. Okay, so what, what about your dad? What did he used to race? What? Your father. Yeah. Padre. He yeah. used to race. He used to race? He raced from 1990 mm-hmm. to 2009. And when my brother and me are improving in the radio control, he, he leaves the radio control and make mechanics from me and my brother. Was he good? He's good. He makes finals in nationals normally. Okay. And on the local championship of there, he won a regional championship. He won also the plus 40 Spanish nationals. Not bad. He ran Not really. bad at all. So you, you, have, you came, you, have, you came we, first. We have a joke because we are talking with my brother and I say, Hey father, why when worlds is finished, don't try again to run only for plus 40 or an electric <laughs> or one similar thing. And he say, no, because now the, the things are too different. For sure, I don't be good with the car. <laughs> 40 plus is competitive. Competitive. Yeah. Uh, so you came along first. So you was racing RC from a young young child. When did Oscar pick up the control? Oscar, for example, me, the first time that I take one radio control car is with five years, I think. Four, mm-hmm. five years. Oscar, for example, is nine. Oscar oh, he started is- later. And he started daily in one race, no practice. Really? So you think Oscar's <laughs> more talented of you, of you guys? He, I think the, the best thing that have Oscar is because he's more calm than me. He's more consistent. He have more, he's more calm. Yeah, but you guys, I, re- I think the first time you guys kind of came, when I remember seeing you was maybe from Neo, way back in like 2015, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember seeing you guys there. I think it was maybe running Mugen at the time. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. And I think you was the faster one, though, at that yeah. time. Yeah, for example, now I, I'm father since nine months ago. And, okay. you know, that things, lo- you lose time from the radio control to make another things with the family and, and, and with the work and everything. And for example, Oscar don't have any child and anything. Only have time to work and to radio control cars. Me, for example, it's more difficult to make practice or make some things. I have the hit mm-hmm. in other places. It's normal. But for this year, I for this year, no, because it's ending. But for the next year, I have more time because my my boy is a little bit more bigger. And I have more time to practice and everything. Congratulations on your son. You are you gonna get him to race? Uh, do you want him to race as well? If I try to, my son will be in the radio control. Depending my son, because he's, for example, he likes football. I don't can change anything, but I try because, for example, I try. I I, I think for the world will be here some days. And I try for sure because I'm in the radio control car since I have nine months. And for sure we try. And if I don't try, my father, sure that he try. <laughs> of course, grandpa, abuelo. Abuelo's yeah. going to try for yeah. sure. <laughs> but that's good. Congratulations. All right. So I just wanted people to get to know that because you guys, uh, you and your brother have raced. Uh, I think you guys have made some Euro finals as well. One of you or both of you. You've made, I think one year you made some Neo finals as well. I can't remember. Oscar, made, Oscar made one one year main final of the Neo, mm-hmm. the Neo year in Redban. Uh, he made also one final of the Euros. My made two. Mm-hmm. I any Neo final. But for example, in Montpellier GP on some race like this, we normally make final. Yeah, I just want because a lot of people were kind of shocked about your brother at the warm up, and I was like, no, these guys are are good racers. They're fast. You know what I mean. So it's it's viable. It's it's good. You you know I've I've watched you guys. Um, I've never met you guys because we've never been to a race together, but definitely seen your names come up. And then of course with the track, uh, it's you know I'm, I, I love the track and all that type of stuff. So. Tell us a little bit about Redavon. How did that come about? How old is it? And when did you guys uh, decide to make this massive facility, RC facility? The first of all is the first track that we have is not in Redavon. It's not that that place. We are in Orihuela. It's 10 minutes from there. And it's a good place also because it's in, in the middle of one palm trees, you know. And the track is super good. We ordered to make one worse. The worst to Italy, mm-hmm. try to make in Orihuela and finally go to Italy. And we stayed there from 1990 from to 2010, I think. 2000, no, 2012. Okay. And 2012, with the city council and the government of the, of the town changed, uh, the government say you don't have place to be there. You need to go. Okay. Wow. And we search in my because Redovan is my my town. Mm-hmm. We with the government of of there and ask for some places to make one radio control track. And we sh- 
she show we we check that parcels and everything. Mm -hmm. and the government of the of the town say if you want to make that track there, no problem. And that's that's all. We have a agreement for fifty years mm -hmm. there. And in fifty years we are improving every time the track because for example when we began with the track it's not like this, it's super dusty, super basically it's a basic track. Mm -hmm. and the years we are improving making the parts in concrete, thinking to make more challenging, thinking, thinking, continually thinking. And this is the fourth layout that we made there. Counting mm -hmm. the, the layout of the world because it's make it. And I think every time that we change everything is to improve and to make a little bit more challenging. Oh, it's definitely challenging. Uh, so let's let's read back. So the government, you lease the land from the government for 50 years. Do Does the government assist you guys with any funding to build it or does that come all out of pocket? All money that we make, the track is from my father. Wow. So it was nothing there when you got it. It was just land. Yeah. It's the, the use it is totally private because we spend all money to make the track. Did it have, it was just, so no electricity, no water, nothing yeah. out there when you said? The electricity and the water is from, we have an agreement with the city government to make half of the year here, half of the year LC relevant. Uh-huh. And for example, now for the wars, for sure, he make a help to put the electricity to all containers because we have 12 containers in total. We have mm -hmm. internet line. We have everything to, to have a good cover. Is the government involved any bit in, uh, not involved, but uh, helping with the promotion of this as well? He, he's working, he's helping in, in all things that he can because it's not a big city. We mm -hmm. are uh, 5,000 people there. It's no more. It's a little town. Yeah, but you guys are close to like Marcia and all the tourist areas yeah, it's, it's 25 minutes from murcia uh, 35 from alicante is a big city alicante and for example torrevieja guardamar is the beach part mm. of the of the zone is 35 minutes also and it's a good place because we have the alicante airport is not a super international airport no but but have connection with madrid for example easily or barcelona or london you have a yeah. good call. Okay. Yeah. I'm flying into Alicante. It's it was pretty easy, just Madrid, right? From here to Madrid and then Alicante. So not not yeah. not hard at all. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So let's talk about the 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 evolution of your track because it's it is massive. We are talking about like fifty two, fifty five second laps at some point. The last the fastest lap in warm up I think will be fifty one. Mm-hmm. More or less, I I don't know the lap time now, but I think will be around that time. Okay, what's the what's the elevation difference like going from the lowest point to the highest point? Because it's kind of on a big slope, right? Big six, hill, six seven meters, more okay. or less. And then the driver stand is also enormous as well yeah. and high. The most highest part 
on the rostrum in the, the driver's stand is seven meters, I think. Six. Wow. You guys went all out. Yeah, yes, the number one. The number one is the most. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, TQ, like if you get yeah. pole position, you, you could get the highest time, position on the stand. The first time that we make a race there, the people, you check the, the, the driver's stand and all people is in the right part because it's more further. <laughs> yeah. I just remember, I think when I first saw this track, the amount of corner speed that this track carries, the, the, the elevation... I really love the um, like the, the concrete rhythm section. I love that. You are talking the whoops? Yeah, the whoops, but then that was one section I liked, but then the straight, the straightaway. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the Which is straight? Because we make the jump to go to the concrete of the whoops, make mm-hmm. the whoops 180. Right. And, and come back up and come up past the rostrum. And oh. then you, it's like, a, it looks like they're going up gradually and then they get to the top and then the, they were end of it in the Euros in the warm up. They were doing this. It yeah. was, I was just like, wow. I couldn't believe how much speed these guys were carrying. That part is changed for the new track. <laughs> uh, hey, so I know um, everybody wants to know what this track's going to be like. You know, we've had the Americans. Over there, they're like, oh, we don't, you know, it's European track and it's the same track and they guys practice all this time. Uh, we've heard that you guys may change a little bit of it, may do this. Uh, can you give us a little hint of what you've done? And can you, like, you know, the Americans are worried, it seems like, a little bit. I'm sorry for the American guys, but I think the track is a little bit more European. <laughs> is it going to be high speed, fast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's what I. Pre- I mean, it's a big track. What What are you gonna predict the uh, the laps at? What do you think a fast lap's gonna be? I think will be the same lap time, okay. because we are. The the track is designated by me and my brother. Mm-hmm. We try a lot of to have the same lap time, because we don't want to go down of fifties. Okay. Was there anything that you that you wanted to add to this track that you haven't done before, or when you designed it, what was you think? What was some of the things that you guys were thinking? We, have, for example, we we keep the parts of the track that I like it, mm-hmm. but for example, we made two things in that track that will be super, super, super difficult to make all laps the same because it's super, super difficult to make every time. Not, really, not oh, a I'm a cool thing, but if you need if you to make every every lap super good, mm-hmm. difficult. Interesting, interesting. I can't wait. And then, of course, you, I, uh, you, as as we record this, you haven't finished yet. You, but you did get the pipe done, right? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm waiting. I'm hoping you guys go all out. I hope it looks painted. It's beautiful. Surface wise, what can we expect? The surface will be the same than the warm-up. I think we have a little bit more grip in the beginning because we put a little bit more... Because we put some... It's similar than the glue. Mm-hmm. That the carpenter glue, but it's not the same. It's, it's a polymer. It's a strange thing that in is used in Africa to make the... The roads. The, the roads and the mm-hmm. landings. And we use the same like this. For the warm-up, we put that. 
but for the worst, we put more quantity of that liquid. Okay. At the beginning, I think, because we are checking every day the, the evolution of the sun and everything, I think at the beginning, we have a little bit more that grip at the beginning of the warm-up. But I think during the, all the week, the, the grip go a little bit down. I think the grip will be similar than the warm-up because that, that uh, liquid that every time that we put in the track normally always make the same reaction. Okay, good stuff. I'm excited. You, you mentioned this earlier about you needing the proper facility. Organizing this world, what has probably been one of the most difficult things for you to do? They organize of organize everything because, for example, we need to tell with Ifmar, we need to tell with the with the brands like Kyosho, Swords, everything. And for my side, the most difficult part will be the fuel for this year. Mm. A little problem with the government in Spain that he told well, not only in Spain in all Europe, I think, because. Now it's super controlling the nitro. Yes, uh, because you can't the, of the 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 laws. I know yeah. that. I know that the sixteen percent is okay. It's not necessary make anything, and every every driver can drive with with sixteen, and it's not necessary make any of that the thing that we need to make now. But I think make one world in my track with the heat with the grip. At 16, I think the people don't be feel good because the engines. I Are they not allowed to run 25 there? Uh, we run with 25, but I, I, I need to make one word to know the feel of each driver. So you have to, so hold on. So you have to know what each driver consumes over this week. I and then you have to, to like report that? I need to control all fuel of each driver during all week and to make that license i need to ask one month and a half before of the of the of the race to every driver which fuel and which brand he used it's bad because run with 16 percent of nitro there in my track with the hot that we have now mm-hmm. and that, that have the track and the challenging that is the track, I think the engines, yeah, I, I think we have a lot of problems if we run with 16% of nitro. So what are the rules? What do the drivers, you have to control the 25%. You have to get a list of all the drivers, what fuel they're running, how much they're going to bring. What are the rules for the fuel while you're at the event? Because you have to turn it in and it has to be like locked away at the end of the end of the day, correct? Yeah. At the beginning of the event, each driver needs to come to me and finally buy the fuel there. We have six runs. Okay. To make one idea that how many cans I need, I need to ask every driver which brand he used. Normally for the U from the USA drivers, normally the most part of the USA drivers run with BP fuel. But in Spain, don't have any distributor of that brand. And the Americans don't can run with that brand for that reason, because the government say that if the distributor don't make any things and any papers and any 
documentation that need to make, he don't come make the license to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With that fuel, I know that the people is a little bit angry. I I understand because it's normal. You are running with one fuel, and you know how works that fuel and everything. You don't don't have the 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 security to to go to one world and try another fuel that you don't know. But in this case, I I know that all Americans choose runner time and Nitrolux. Mm-hmm. It's a very good brand in Spain. Don't have any problem, never. And I think, for example, um, Ty Ty Tesman come mm-hmm. to the world use the same fuel than me, and everything is good. He don't have blame. And... So how do you, how are you gonna monitor the fuel throughout the day? So or throughout the event? So each person. We have one can per driver, mm-hmm. okay? In the beginning of the event, he come to buy to me the fuel and he can pick the fuel the first day to her table, okay? Uh, when he can use the fuel, he can make everything with the fuel, run, okay. When the, the day ends, he need to return to me the fuel. And I say the fuel in one security part is in the technical inspection nobody has the entrance there, only the people of the technical inspection, and we save the fuel there. But only one can per driver. And I need that each driver use her can. Why? Because we have the police there every day controlling the fuel. Yeah. It's so crazy because... Oh, this this law is so I understand it's like nothing to do with RC cars, like nothing the, to do with RC at all. The, the last um, I don't know is the name in English that uh, the, the last time that put bombs in Barcelona or I <laughs> think put bombs in Barcelona. You I don't know if you remember that in one yes. home find some things to make a bomb. One of the things that he find is nitro. Nitro in one hobby shop. Wow. So because of that, everybody has to, I mean, I, I understand why they're doing it, but I think it's just a little bit too extreme, but yeah. I get it. But if the, if the method of war to run to 25, I don't have problem to make that work. It's a super work because mm-hmm. I two months working with the field. But I think the people feel more comfortable and will be more happy if run with 25 than running with 16 and have a lot of problem with the flamos and problem with the engine. But you have to hire like people just to look after that and deal with that. Yeah. That's going to be, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot. So they can only use one can for the entire event or they, if they have to get more. What if they need more? We have one can for each driver, but I have more. In the ah, okay. 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 For example, to make an idea, if for example Nitro Loops have or runners time have sixty can, we order eighty. Got you. Okay. All right. That is a lot of that is a pain in the ass. Un dolor en la culo. Uno there. Wow, that I didn't I never even thought about all of that. That's all the logistics and stuff that we don't even think about, you know, that goes into doing an event like this. All right, so we, we talked about the hardest thing, difficult thing. What is your favorite thing so far? 
And what do you think is going to impress people the most? For me, the best part of the world is if the first day all people are happy and is enjoying and everything is working well. For me, I don't, I don't need more. I, wow. How much staff I, are you going to have working for this? Oh? How much people are going to be working? For the, for the race, I have a lot of people. <laughs> you need to. But the last six months, we are working five person there. Yeah. Wow. So much consideration. That's a lot of people. You guys are, wow. A lot of people. A lot Norma, of... Organizing one world because I asked to Carlos, to Ifmar. Mm-hmm. How many people organize one world? Normally the 20 person, 15. Wow. Me, wow. We are, we are five. We are working. Yeah. Every day. Well, I mean, you guys are passionate about it. Uh, obviously, look at, looking at your track um, and with the work and the facility, not just the track, the facility that you've put into it. You guys have the passion. <clears throat> and I know like holding a world and being the first Nitro Buggy Worlds in Spain is something that you guys will take much pride in as well. Uh, I, I am super excited to actually see the track and what you guys do. I can't wait to get there either myself. So... Um, uh, do you want to send a message to anybody before we guys sign out her and let people know, like who are coming to the world? What are people that are going to be watching? Because I think a, a lot of people around the world are going to be following this. Thousands and thousands of people. I, you got a message from? I receive 20, 30 messages every day asking if I can go enter to the paddock. I can go enter to the... The problem is we have a lot of people now in the paddock. We are... <laughs> organizing some stands to watch the race and for my side i i i want that all people go to the paddock to know mm-hmm. always one world inside but it's not possible we make one one full i don't know the name in english to to make one one to give 10 10 passes uh-huh. we make, i don't know the name in english of sorteo uh like a raffle, free flow? No. Yeah, yeah. We make one. All people is making her things in Facebook, and later, I think this week, at the end of this week, we make the the chance and we give to the ten person five passes, five double passes. Okay. On one friend or when you want. Okay, that's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, is is the a lot of the allowing that people are people in the paddock is a lot to do with the fuel rules as well. I because I think if we we leave enter a lot of people there, the drivers are not comfortable and okay. and all the thing. The problem is we we have a lot of space, but if you go and leave enter people, people, people later we don't have too much space. Right, right. I get I, that. One race of eight days, and I, I think it's the best is the drivers, the mechanics, the organizer feel comfortable and adapt some parts of the track to have public to, to, to see the race. Yeah, that'd be great. Put some stands up, some bleachers. It'd be good. It'd be good. I'm excited. Uh, you say it's it's going to be a European style track, so it's going to be awesome. I think I think that you know what I think. I think the Americans should be worried. They're still good racers. They're fast. Look at Ty. He came, well, he's Canadian. 
he came over, he was fast in the warm up. The track is not is not difficult. It's difficult right. know to go fast because Ty told me that your track is not difficult. The difficult mm -hmm. track is know to go fast. Yeah, because it's so much corner speed too. So now it's different, but it's the same. It have the same essence, but it's mm -hmm. not because some parts of the track will be the same. Only move some tubes and move some some roads, mm -hmm. but the essence of the track is the same because mm -hmm. the big double in front of the podium stay there. The chicane of the left part in the more deepest zone will be there. And the concrete part, the steps, everything, that all things is there. But we change some corners to make a new track, but with the same things that the old track. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I uh, thank you guys for building such a track. I'm, if I was a pro driver, I'd be excited about getting to this race because I like the track. Um, I look forward to getting, I, I'll be out there, not this weekend, but the following weekend. So I look forward to seeing what you guys have all done. Thank you for what you guys have done. I know putting on a Worlds is, is not cheap. It's not, it's not easy. And I, I know that it's hard. Like, you know what I mean? And especially like you brought, you shine some light on the issues with the fuel and what you have to go through just to accomplish that. So that adds extra, uh, extra, just makes it extra difficult. Uh, I I think the world's going to be blown away with what you guys do. I think we're going to have probably one of the best, if not the best worlds, because the competition level is extremely high in Europe, as well as the Americans that are, I have to say the Americans Europe, because that's the two main groups. We might have Kyle McBride. Kyle McBride is the one Australian guy. He he could make it there, but it's going to be absolute. I, I, I love it. Anytime we get to see the best in the world race, and we don't get the good thing, we don't get to see them race in Europe much. You know, like the Europeans go to DNC, Europeans go to uh, Silver State, they go to America a lot. I think the Americans will be faster than that, for sure. I know that for sure Ryan Mayfield, Cavalieri, uh, Spencer will be there and go fast. I, I know that Americans will be fast because it's not the. The problem is, for example, 10 years ago, the American tracks will be super jam with super jams, with super, mm -hmm. you have only 180 corners and jam. And the, in Europe, we have super flat tracks with high speed corners. Now, no, because now in Europe, we have a lot of track with jams, with more USA style. Mm -hmm. If you check the USA tracks now, it's not the uh, the same tracks than 10 years ago. It's more with less jumps. The track have more bumps. The track is a little bit more speed, uh, corner speed. Mm -hmm. We are changing things because I think that the USA drivers know that he need also trying tracks different than the track that he have. Because, for example, the international drivers know that when go to Thailand or go to Europe or go to another place, most probably that the track is not the same than the, than USA. Exactly. 
Uh, before we before we finish her, is there any tracks or past tracks that have inspired the Red of Arm build? No. The Not? first the first layout that we make in Red of Arm mm-hmm. is made by me, my father, and my brother thinking there with one paper and make the draw. And... No, because this track, the good thing that we like it is that uh, we have four parcels in different levels, mm-hmm. and we think what we what we can make with that thing, and we we'll, we make the challenge with that things. Yeah, and it and physically it's 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 huge, it's big. Like it's I've seen fifty second tracks as well, but they're, they're very busy. You know, lots of things and lots of corners. This is a huge like. I, I, I've only seen it on TV, on, on, on computer, so I can't wait to actually see it in person. Every single person that I've talked to that's been there is like, man, the track is big. I've had people say, you lose signal sometimes when you go too far. <laughs> oh, that's how big it is. So I think that's that's what makes it exciting and makes it hard. And it's this is the world. It should be difficult because it should challenge. It It should be... I should. It should be hard for these guys. It should be a challenge for these guys. I think, and I think I can't wait to see what you guys come up. If I know you're gonna be, you're anxious, you're nervous about everything. I would be, but uh, I have a feeling you guys are gonna put on a good worlds, and I can't wait. I feel more nervous to organize the race than the race. <laughs> and you're racing, right? Yeah, but for example, the first day I'm thinking more in organizing than in race. It's going to be busy. Oscar will race, though. It's a, it's a lot of work during a lot of months. And we are thinking every time that, please, that everything works works well. Please. <laughs> it's hard. Problem of last time. Any, any rattly thing, please. Yes. It's difficult, man. It's difficult. But we yeah. appreciate it. We're happy. I know the RC Racing World is happy to have another World Championships. Uh, yeah. We've been without for four years. Four years. And it's going to be interesting to see yeah, what I happens. Think, I think so. A lot the 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 top drivers, I told with Robert or Davide or Canas and every same me the same. Wow. I need to the worlds now. Please. Yeah, Sorry. I know. And then it's, I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you for all the work that you guys have done. Uh, and putting on this and that it's going to be this awesome event. And uh, I can't wait to meet you guys as well and see what you guys have done in person. And uh, hopefully this, uh, you know, we get to shed some light on more on European. This help, will help shed some more light on European racing, with, especially in Spain. because a lot of fast young racers coming up in Spain, Italy, and the, France and these countries. And I'll get to see all of them. I'm excited about that. Oh, man. Thank you. I'm excited. Like, this is my dream. My dream world. In at Redavon, with like the competition level that we have, I'm excited. I'm excited. We are we are working on that thing that make not the best words because this is depending the person, but make the words that every people make in her mind during too much time. I agree, and I have no doubt that you guys will do that. And I can't wait to see it in person. Brian, muchas gracias por tu tiempo. Thank, Thank you. you for your time and your hard work. 
I will see you next week. Thank you. And I look forward to the, the, the FMR World Championships that you guys are holding. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Okay. Hey, Max, let's have some word from our sponsors before we go on to our last little, it's like a little rant, I want to say. Is it a rant? Yeah, it's like a rant. No, like Adam, it's, it's, it's like for you, I think it's a rant because you always get excited. For me, it's just all right. <laughs> Next says, for me, it's because I always get excited. But uh, thank you to TZO Tires and Invisible Speed for all their support. We greatly appreciate them. If you're listening to this on audio, these are the RCGP and Invisible Speed commercials. Yeah, thank you to Invisible Speed for the continued support. I was sitting in an Invisible Speed uh, Discord the other day. It was really good. There was a lot of discussion going on in there. People were enjoying themselves. Thank you to them. Also, thank you to TZO Tires. These guys need to get ads with words in it, I think, Max. So people can under, that are listening to this <laughs> on the audio can hear it as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, this is the TZO commercial. Right, that cuts off so quiet. Nick's got to get that fixed. But thank you to TZO Tires for their continued support. If you guys are interested in getting the TZO Tires, check them out at on TZO uh, on Facebook. The website is up. I should have the email. Ad- I should have the website address in the written description of this podcast. But thank you to those guys for their continued support. There's some bike pulling about. There was some beeping noise. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. All right, Max. So, um. Yeah, interesting video dropped by Adam Drake this past a couple of days ago. In fact, he was the first one to tell me about it. He's like, hey, you was more excited about yeah. it than me at first. Yeah, I mean, I just saw it on, on Facebook and I was like, holy shit. Like, how is like how is this possible? We've been talking about this for like years now. And then like now, finally, someone talks about it. And then the I watched the video and I was like, like Drake said that no one wants to be the bad guy and then he like acts like he's the martyr. <laughs> it was a bit funny. But what? yeah, it was like jokes aside, it was a very good uh it was very good that some someone else spoke about it. Well, see, I I like to say this. So we beat we take the heat and beat down the path so others can say yeah. things. So we've been saying yeah. this for five, four years now. Yeah. Um I, I was talking to Rhonda at Silver State. We was in line, I think, and to get uh, Starbucks to get some food, coffee. So we was talking. She's like, she's like, we need to do something about this rough driving. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, yeah, I agree. We need referees. 
And I just told her, I said, you guys need to start speaking up about this stuff. Like, I don't know if that was the, re- like, I'm just saying, I just told her, like, you guys have the voice. Uh, you know, I have this little voice. We have this little voice. These, they, they have, they have a lot of big voice. You know what I mean? Very influential in the, in the industry. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad they did this. Uh, so it was funny because you see a lot of, so let's, let's just explain a few things. So then it's like, well, that's the RD, RD's job and all this type of stuff. Yes, at American Races, it's definitely the RD's job. But I believe it's just too big of a job for one man because he's got to watch a race. He's got to call a race. He's got to pay attention to all this stuff. And he's got to referee a race. He's not going to catch everything. So I know RCG bring, brings in Justin. I know uh, we had Maul the year before. I know our European race is just one guy. I understand that's a referee, right? Um. Depends. Most races have one referee, but the mm-hmm. referee is never the announcer. Right. Because it's, you can't do those two patrols. And, you know, you have yeah. an official timekeeper at European races and all this stuff. I'm not going all yeah, deep at so that. Yeah, most, so most European, like, uh, at least national level races have referee, announcer, and timekeeper. Right. They have three people. So let me, yeah. So let me tell you what RCB takes to a race. They take Justin, who's like a referee, RD. You know, he does call the race a little bit, but he also organizes the, you know, everything because yeah. there's a lot of coordination going on between them yeah. and the stream. You have Stefan, he's the timekeeper. You have Mal, he's doing his things. And then you're working with the streaming guys because they're all a part of the timekeeping thing too. So yeah. I know we never had referees at a, a race in America. And then people's like, oh, it's going to raise the... I saw one guy say it's going to raise race fees. We don't need it. And da, 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 da. I think this elementally comes down to couple of things one the lack of a proper federation or clubs in america because you don't you know when you have a proper federation or associations that are running things you learn these rules there's rules put up nobody is uh, you know nobody gives rat's ass about raw in america until the nationals come up so that's a big fault right there club racing too is a place where you learn your your etiquette as well so there's been a big failure on the club side of things if you ain't breeding a healthy etiquette for racing and then these big races too like these big races they need to start calling these ra- these incidents out like they need to start handing out like all oh, they do start handing out penalties early and and it stops I, i'm about i'm a firm believer in setting the precedence early you know this is the level i'm going to accept and this is the level that i'm going to now th- now to say that I will give an incident, incident that I think, and I'll give you what Justin kind of told me about it. So remember in RCGP, uh, one of our hit Kanas on the straightaway, right? Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Or at her, and that's what, like, Ronald even said, I'm surprised I didn't get a penalty. And Kanas got a penalty for hitting Peko, right? And Peko yeah. lost the lead. So why people might, well, why didn't they both get penalties? Because I think it has to be up to the RD discretion. We still want good racing. So we want these guys, we want to, you have to, so we run a folk incident. Yes, he, I think he crashed into the back of Kanas, but Kanas got, didn't really, Kanas kind of stayed in the same position. Yes, he had an accident, but he stayed in the same position and run had to get Tara Marshall. So he got the bad end of the stick. So he got his, that should be his warning. Like, okay, that's your warning. You got it. You got the shit out of this stick. Kanas keeps on going. 
because then you're going to have nervous racing where nobody wants to touch. Yes, this is off it. We're not in the vehicles. We're going to touch. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some level of sense, common sense applied to this. You know, so if, for instance, why was Jay, uh, why was Kanasa's accident worse than what Ronald did to him? Well, Kanasa lost no positions, lost no time. Ronald came out on the end of the stick. When he hit Pecco, Pecco lost everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, there, that's a difference. So there is, uh, there is, it's not like, I, it's not a definitive line. There's a line where it's like many, it's like this. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a line like that. So I think we need to have referees. I'm not saying that every track, every race has to have a referee. You know what I mean? That we go to. But yeah, I definitely club, think club races, club races really don't, but races yeah. like JBRL and serious races that or state races or whatever those all of those should have yeah and then especially these races like uh the dnc silver state um pme and these races the, the rd just can't do all of that so definitely oh, get some yeah. referees like, in any race where there's professionals and basically any race live rc goes to with their team to film there should be like at least one referee. Well, I mean, even if they're not just filming, that's for the if they have the fairness at these races. So oh, no, no, it, but I, I just mean like at that level, like yes, the referee shouldn't be even a question. Yes, but, but there are I none. There are none. Lo- yeah, uh, yeah, and that's that's the silly part. I think. You know, like I like Lance McDonald. I like and I like the way RDs and I like the way he announces. But he can't see everything. Same if baby, uh, baby, Jimmy Babcock. Sorry, he can't see everything either. So what has to happen is that these race promoters kind of have to spend out money and probably get two referees. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they're making enough money like to do it, and then it will stop. But now that Drakes have said it, I'm so happy that they said it because now it will be taken seriously. I think. Yeah, yeah, but so, I mean, I think people know it. It it, it is an issue, but they just don't want to say it. Yeah, I think people just think that it's just like even people who defend like the status quo, mm-hmm. like even those people know that it is an issue. Mm. It's funny, that's pretty ironic. But now something will happen. Yeah. But then, it, but it, you know, then these like, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I think something's going to happen. I think it definitely. Etiquette needs to start on a club level and then needs to carry one to the race. But if you know, like, hey, if I hit this guy and don't stop, like Drake's like, well, it's not good enough to just stop and let him have the position pass. I get that too. But I'm not saying everything has to be a penalty. Like, yeah. You know, like if you took out a guy who was in front and he fell back 10 positions, yeah, you should get a stop and go because you should be the one that's feeling that, not him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you if you hit him and like you guys keep racing and there's no like one or two positions left, I think there's some time for that or one position is left or you guys there's you gain a position and he doesn't, you have to give it back to him. There's a lot of things, but that this has to be all organized and there's 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 just promoters. There's no federation. There's no association. There's no rule. There's no rules. There's no fucking rules. Like like what? Like there is no rules. There really aren't. So I don't know, man. I don't know. 
Anyway, Max, um, we're going to go into our last little section. We're going to do this real quick because we did it last week. We started with some teams uh, to talk about that. So this next little section and our conclusion is brought to you by Lugs Racing, who has over 55 years of combined RC experience. Lugs has been testing treads, wheels, and rubber for performance. They have their Econ line of tires developed with racing budgets in mind. High quality but lower cost means savings that can be passed on to you, the racer. They also have their premium line of tires to provide pure performance made using their custom custom molds and proprietary rubber compounds. Tires are available in medium soft, super soft, mega soft, and now long wear, as well as truggy tires. You can visit them at www.lugsracing.com. You can save 25% with the use of promo code in all caps, NNNRC Lugs. All right, Max, so continuing on with our last week when we was talking about teams going into the worlds, I thought we'll look at some some more teams this week, maybe one or two. So I'll start off. Let's just 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 get this right off the bat. TLR. I and also, you know what, Max? I've kind of changed my opinion on something as well. I've kind of changed my opinion on something from last week on drivers. But we got TLR. Let's start off with TLR. We got Fan and Cav. That's it. There's nobody else. I don't know anybody else that can even make no. the main from TLR. Oh. Okay. I think Cavalari is going to be in the main. Yeah. Yeah, I think both of them will be in the main. I think. Can Fen win it? Can Cav win it? Cav can't win it. Well, he can, but it's not likely. Fen, Fen can. Um, but it's not very likely. But it's more. What will be Fen's? What will be Fen's? Down, downfall, in your opinion? Mistakes, I think. Just okay. the track is so big. Um, he The speed he would have to do to beat someone like Ongar or Ronafog, who I think are the two strongest ones going in. Perhaps you can put Kanas in there. Too. Um, yeah, the speed he would have to go and like the amount of mistakes like the Europeans make generally, mm -hmm. I don't think they like. I can't see that happening. But do you have Fend as one of the Americans that can win? Oh yeah, I okay. say Mayfield is the most likely American to win. Fend is the second most likely, and then I say, I yeah, well, Tesman is probably. Actually, I'd say Tesman is more likely than Mayfield. So I'd go Tesman, really? Mayfield. Uh, okay, we'll do then... X-ray after this. We'll do X-ray after this. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I didn't think, think of Tesman. Yeah, I'd say Tesman I is think most that, likely. I think Fenn can win it. I think the downfall will be 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so on top of the fact that that mistakes, this track is big, it's far away, there's lots of wind, um big jumps like so many things that can even if you are doing a good Heat. job then can still go wrong uh and you make a mistake and the way he drives is much more prone to mistakes so yeah i think and that will be the biggest example now cavalry i have him in the main 
if Cavallari can win the if Cavallari can win a world, it will be through his experience and just his grit to do it. His experience, his 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 knowledge, his racecraft, and all that stuff will win it for him. Um, obviously, he still has the ability, maybe not as fast as fast as he used to be, mm-hmm. but still there. I think <clears throat> experience, if he can win it. Like he's done 60 minute mains. He's done this. He's done. He's been in this pressure. Cavalier has been in this pressure situation more than anybody I know, I would say. You know what I mean? So I, I think yeah. he, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if he wanted, to be honest. But <clears throat> I don't think Cav is a front runner for winning it. But I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I'd be like, that's what Cav does. Yeah. I think, I think for Cavalier to win it, it has to be sort of like a couple of guys break, like, like kind of like the 2014 where he finished second, mm-hmm. like that sort of moment where everything just perfectly mm-hmm. comes together and then he wins it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that. I can see him win. But yeah, most likely he's gonna finish somewhere like seven. X ray, did we do X ray last week? I can't remember, but let's do I think anyway. we did, but we can do it again. <laughs> Man, I still can't get Coelho out of my brain, man. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think he's gonna win? I think he could do top three. Yeah, I'd say it's less likely here than it is at the Euros. Okay, uh, where I was. Well, it depends on the surface too. I heard that the ceiling is surface, not like Euros. But okay, but if it's if it's properly sealed, then yes. No, no, it's not gonna be like Euros. It's gonna be like a, a dust inhibitor. That they're using. Yeah. Well for roads and stuff. Yeah. Well yeah. So Tasman is still I, the best bet. I, I say out of the Americans, out of the X-ray people, Tasman is the most uh, likely. Early Tasman. Yeah. North but, American. North American. Yeah, North American. Right. And and um well, I mean all Americans, really. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. He's yeah. Canadian. He would consider yeah. himself Canadian. All right. Yeah. No, no, but Let's I mean at... South and North American. So you don't have, and we, I remember we, you don't have Oscar winning this either. I think Oscar will be in the main. That's for sure. Who? Oscar. Baldo. Oh, Baldo. Yeah, Baldo will be strong. I think Coelho is the second strongest. Baldo is the third strongest. Okay. But right. there could be a situation for Baldo where if he got like a good start, he can just click those laps out in front. Like, like it off, work, like man. happened, like warm up. It happened. It happened in 2016 as well in a warm up. Mm-hmm. So if he gets out front and he can click his laps, then yeah, I think it can happen. And that, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, either, either, but then yeah, he has to start like top five to have that. So yeah, no way. No way that's going to really right. happen. So, Coelho will probably be the second. S-Works. S-Works will have a pretty big team. They'll have, from America, Spencer Heckert, Camden Lime, and Bornhorse. Bornhorse being the top one out of that one, I think, most definitely. Um, and then on the... Denny, too, right? Uh, is Denny going? Yeah, I saw him on the list. Okay, all right. I didn't see... All right, Denny, I forgot about him. Sorry. And then, um, obviously, they have Juan Carlos Canas, who is also one of the favorites to win. And 
Um, Elliot Boots. I don't have Boots as a favorite to win. I have him in the what main. About, what about Pariente? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We forgot about the young, young Spaniard uh, from Pariente. Or Valente, too, for that matter. Valente didn't go through. I, is he good? I mean, Valente is, Valente is better than Hecker than Lime. On this track, yes. Yeah. In America, no. I'd say, but, I'd say in any track. Really? Hecker's not bad. Hacker's not bad at all. Well, Hacker, um, yeah. On, okay, Hacker's, Hacker's, Hacker's all right. Hacker's yeah. good. Um, Joe Mornhorse, where do you see him? I don't know. Maybe it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I'd, say, I'd say, like, almost making it to the main. I say really. Yeah. I he's think, like uh, there. He's he's more, he's gonna finish seventh in the B semi, and uh, lose out on time and finish. 13th after semis and then not go through the LCQ. So who do we have from S-Works in the main? One C JCC Parente? Yeah, JCC. Maybe Boots. Pariente if he has a perfect day. Mm -hmm. Boots if he has a good day. Um and yeah, I take Canas and uh yeah, Boots is. Yeah, I think Boots is. Will I think Boots is gonna be there? Can can he, he was been. really good. He's um, yes, he can. Maybe and I'd say he's the second most likely to win. And uh, yeah, Boots Boots was good here in the warm up, and he was good here in previous years we've been mm -hmm. at this track. So I think Boots will be in the main. Yes, I so, think so. Too. Two two cars in the main and and Canas. Uh, what will be Kanasa's downfall? Uh, yeah, mistakes. Uh, mistakes and engine, really. Mm -hmm. I think fuel mileage six, and mistakes. 60 minutes, uh, he's going to most likely make at least one stop more than Ongaro, and most likely two stops more than David. Okay. So, like, unless they do something. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's gonna that's gonna definitely hurt him. And then just like the way he pushes, he's gonna make those few mistakes like he did at the Euros. Whereas someone like Ongaro or David, they don't have to. Well, they don't drive in a way there where they sort of have those. Uh, so you say Kanas is more on the edge. Yeah, like Kanas is so on the edge that he will always make a mistake mm -hmm. at that long of a time. Whereas David and and Ongaro, they they drive in a way where like it's not as likely that they I know what you make mean. a mistake. I know what you mean. So it's possible where they just make the sixty minutes without any mistakes. Even whereas Canas, I don't see that ever happening. I I I, I would actually agree with that assumption. N no chance for Joe Mornhorse get making the main in your book. I mean, yeah, there is a chance. Uh, that's why I said seventh in the B semi, and he loses out on time because, like, yeah, he could be uh, fifth in the A semi. Like, <laughs> where? What do I know? But yeah, um, my my guess was that he's not gonna make it, but very barely not gonna make. I do think that the S Works team will have a good base going into this race. I I think that the U S cars are very, a little bit different, like. 
So talking to Tim Lime, like they've been working on like a US version of the <clears throat> S-Works car, I think. I could be wrong, but you know, he has been like the experiment with different things. I think with the with having uh boots as well as as Canas and Parente as well, who have been on this track enough, it would help it, it gives S-Works a little helping hand, I think, for the American guys. Like I think that's gonna help Bornhorse a little bit. And the yeah. the, the the thing will be always is like yeah it's it's born like i know we guys keep coming back to this but it's gonna be tires too j concepts versus the european tires and the pro lines yeah and the aka yeah. so that's gonna hurt more harsh that's that's the real war right there so yeah. it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting to see uh yeah i think next week we'll do the last few teams like mayako associated uh, who else have we have we not mentioned? Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, when you think about it, we got did we, TLR. Did we do, hmm. Did we do Mugen? Yes. Okay. Killix, Mayfield, and Robert. Imagine now we've been saying like J Concepts gonna be worse than Hot Race and Hot Race gonna dominate. Like, and now J Concepts come out comes out with their new tire, new compound, and it's badass in it. I, that's like, what I would do so if I was J Concepts. Like, yeah, it's like so good. Mayfield, it's like Mayfield, Rivkin, they're like Johanna Hart, and then some J Concept driver, like random, not that big in eight scale. Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be just crazy? I think I think Rona is super smart. I think he said, okay, I know what I need for this, and he he's he's probably going and done it. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see yeah. how it works. Out. I, but I it's, mean, it's, it's I don't hard. think that's likely, but. But it would be uh, it would be so we, funny if he did it. Like I'd be happy because like we've been talking shit for so so long about it. Now. <laughs> well, because we're excited, we're excited about yeah. this, and um, it it does come down to tires, you know. And uh, the issue would be, it's very hard to replicate this track. You know what I mean? Very hard. Yeah, it's it's yeah. big. It's it's you know I see a lot of people that are practicing and and, and wheel time's all good but this is this is a this this track is a monster like you know this is probably the biggest track we have in RC yeah uh, and the thing is the thing is this track is not only about you know being the fastest tire and uh, like being the most durable it's mm -hmm. also about how the tire feels and how like it's because it's so high speed at times. And the car is so far away that you need to have sort of the most trust and sort of predictability in the car. Um, so right, because that's also a big thing about the tire. Didn't you tell, was it you that told me at some point, like some points, if you go too far, you like just your car, like the vision to your car and everything just reacts so different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can feel like there is a, is a bit of a delay when you go to the first point in track definitely and i and and oscar said i'm sorry brian said it's going to be a very euro style track so yeah yeah it's going to be good it's going to be good they're going to reveal it next week i believe so that should be good it's gonna be interesting to see it's going to be a, i think I, I think jack keaton's got the right idea he's like the i think the americans need to be confident Going into this race, you know, I've talked to a few and they're like, oh, you know, everything, every time it comes to, oh, it's a European track. It should not matter when you are a professional like that. And when you have the cream of the crop, 
because the cream will always rise to the top. Mariah Mayfield, Cavallari, Tebow, you guys, T Tasman, those guys are gonna be fast. I'm not saying all those guys are gonna make them like not all these guys are talking about. There might be some guys out there that are just exceptionally fast and we don't even know about they're not gonna be in the game. You know? Mm -hmm. Paulito might show up and say, Hey, fuck, look who showed up. Like Kyosha is not I'm the Kyosha number one driver and just kicks out. I'm not I don't seen him on the on the thing, but you know what I mean? We can see. Mm -hmm. We can see Yao Figueredo like get it together and be flying or lots. You know, it's so many different things that can happen. That's, it, it, that's why it's so exciting. This is why I love when all of the best get together and race together. This is why I love the worlds. I love the worlds. I love the worlds. And we're going to be there and we're going to have fun. I can't wait. We'll have good coverage, even though we're going to yeah. be there. All right, Max. I think that's it for today. Thank you for your time. Thank you to Brian Baldo for his time. Thank you to everybody that sent in questions for us. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, thank you to the NNNRC squad for all their support. We can't do it without you. Thank you, Max, for your time as well. Uh, thank you to all the patrons of the podcast. We can't do it without you guys. If you wish to be a patron, you can. The link is in the written description of this podcast. You guys help us out a lot. Also, remember, everybody, showing the sponsors some love shows the podcast some love. We have coupon codes, affiliate links, everything that you need in the written description of this podcast, please, if you can, show them some love. Helps us out. They are Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, Beach RC, Mayako, Techno RC, RCGP, Papa Willis Traction Tonic, G-Spec RC Tuning, Sun Pedal USA, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, House of RC, RC3 Raceway. Shout out to the Viking, the Doctor, and Teebs. Check out Teebs' video. Check out Lucas's video. Go give them a, a like. Max, I'll see you next week. We're going to be busy recording, and then I'll see you next next Saturday, I guess, yeah? Yeah. Be good to see you. You've grown up so much since the last time I saw you. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, Maxi. Well, you have a good weekend of practice. Yeah. Uh, everybody, have a great weekend of racing and practice wherever you're going this weekend. Uh, be safe. Remember that Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. RC is for everyone. Be a great RC ambassador. And we thank you for all the support that you guys have given to us. I, I know I keep saying this, but I'm going into the Worlds, and I'm super pumped about that because this is my first Worlds. And I would not have been able to go to the Worlds if it wasn't for you guys out there that tune into this podcast and help us out to the patrons that give us some extra money to all the sponsors that help us out and the company that helped me go to this race and the people that support me, which is guys like Max and, and, and everybody else who helped us out here. So with that said, and actually, you know, it's kind of coming up to our fourth year anniversary. Thank you guys, because we can't do it without you guys. And Hey, you know what? what? Wasn't the first podcast yes. like about the world the in 2018? Yes. And like since then, there hasn't been a world. So this is like the circle finally closed i know it's freaking like, amazing in it 204 yeah. episodes i didn't later. even realize i thought because the podcast been going on for so long i didn't even think like we didn't have a world apart from the first one our first podcast but, yeah. i believe was a recap of yes. the world with jq oh, and no, no, Greg no, no, no. it was, was it when no no it was before the world of joseph because joseph was supposed to go to the world and he oh, was talking right. about packing up and and stuff like that. Then, like the second or third one was okay. the recap, but it was about I, the world. I know that's when it started. So, if you would have told me back in 2018 that I'll be going to the worlds, I mean, I thought I would be going to the worlds, and then 
but not just thought, but in this capacity. You know what I mean? And I'm just pumped, man. And it couldn't be without you guys, man. All the listeners, all we ask people, supporters, is that on the YouTube, go to our YouTube, hit that sub button, hit the notification button, hit that like button or dislike button, leave a comment on the apps, on the podcast apps that you're listening, listening to this via audio. Leave a comment, leave a, a review. It helps us out. Share, please. Uh, the YouTube channel is at 2,408 subs. Before my Facebook got hacked, I had 5,000 friends and a waiting list. I sh the, the NNRC podcast should have 5,000 subs. At least we have 5,700 followers on, on Facebook. We should have that many people on, on, uh, on YouTube. So please, that's all we ask from you guys. Go to our YouTube channel, hit that sub button. We need that YouTube channel to grow. But thank you for all the support. It's been a cool four years. And we, we are going to bring you, well, I am bringing you on my, I want you guys to live I want you to enjoy the worlds through me. Obviously, Max will be there. He'll be racing, but he'll be involved in JQ and everybody. But live vicariously through the No Name RC podcast as we travel to what is going to be the most epic worlds ever held, in my opinion. It has been dubbed the epicness. That's you it. have dubbed it that, right? Uh, it has been dubbed. It has been dubbed the epicness. Okay. It's not even like... It's just the epicness. Anyway, enough rambling on. Thank you, Max, for your time. Thank you guys for listening. Nitrous Glory, E-Buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding and sliding, Lefty and Max, we're out. We're out. We're out. See you guys later.